I'm Chip Freud, and this is the Artist Spotlight, conversations with contemporary artists based on five simple questions that explore the artist's journey, creativity, and sources of inspiration. Welcome to this episode of the Artist Spotlight Podcast. Joining me today is Sally Terrell, a scratchboard artist based in Cary, North Carolina. Welcome, Sally. Thank you. I uh, really appreciate uh, you uh, taking some time to talk to me and to be part of this new podcast, the, uh, the Artist Spotlight. Uh, and as I indicated, this is really driven around five simple questions. And we'll just explore each one and see where the conversation takes us. So the, uh, the first is, what is your earliest memory of making art of any kind? Okay, so... That's kind of a squirrely question for me because I don't count, you know, crayons as a little kid. Uh, I never took an art class in high school, which is odd because my last three years of teaching, I was uh, teaching arts (laughs) to high school students. So that was ironic. Um, Say um, I was very crafty. I did cross stitch. I made uh, artsy quilts, that sort of thing. But I never really did anything um, art wise until I was what in my 50s, early 50s. My my husband, crazy man that he is, I've always said, oh man, I, I would love to be able to paint. I wish I could paint, you know, I wish I was artistic yada yada and for one Christmas he decided to give me a pad of paper that you can paint on and a, a brush and some acrylic paints and he said okay I think it's about time you tried it and just have fun with it and that kind of started it all um, shortly thereafter we moved to North Carolina uh, because we were tired of Florida, the heat, the humidity, the crazy, you know, all the things. <laughs> and um, I don't know, there must have been something in the climate or the water of North Carolina. But after we moved up here, I started. And then I eventually got into a gallery. Well, Tom and I both did. Um, the Chapel Hill Art Gallery, which went defunct a couple years later. But that pretty much started it all. I was doing acrylics and then and then I wandered off into other media. So I don't know if that leads into another question or not, but. <laughs> oh, great. That's a I think it's interesting to look at each artist and sort of what their journey and their arc is. You know, you, you as I found it late in later in life. Absolutely. Um, but uh, it has no less meaning, and you are certainly no less accomplished for the late start, um, at least in my opinion. I'm kind of shocked by it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on to the second question is, uh, you're a scratchboard artist primarily, as I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, what led you to scratchboard, and, and what is it that draws you to that medium now? Uh, well... My last, uh, like I mentioned, few years of teaching high school um, was teaching art. And I ran across some of these flexible ink covered papers for doing scratch art in the supply cabinet. And I did not know 
what it was about or what it was for. So like a good little teacher, I went on Google <laughs> and I looked up what people were doing uh, in scratch art and was kind of amazed. So I started playing around with it while my kids were working on projects and they would come up and say, hey, what's that? And I would tell them and they went, are we going to be able to do that? And I was like, sure. When you finish your project, you can you can start on this. And uh, a friend of mine who was demoing her technique in acrylics with uh, my students saw it too. And so she was trying it out. And she looked up online and found a master scrap order named Ginger Garris, who lives in Chocowinity, North Carolina. Um, near Little Washington, over towards the coast. So we contacted her, and amazingly enough, she said, yeah, we can do a, a Saturday workshop together if you want to come over, and so we did. And I had seen her work online. It was kind of blown away, and, but seeing it in person was just like, wow. Um, just absolutely stunning. And so she showed us techniques and, you know, how to proceed the process, you know, different things that you can do. She uses an airbrush. I was like, oh, nope, I'm out, not ready for that yet. Which Later on, of course, I ended up <laughs> getting an airbrush, but um, she started me on this insane path. I went home and was just fired up. And I started working on pieces. And a few months later, I submitted them to the International Society of Scratchboard Artists um, and was juried in as an active level member. And the, the few months after that, in the winter, they have an annual exhibition. And so they put out an artist call. And so I said, oh, what the heck? And I submitted this owl piece that I had done. And it got in. I was shocked, absolutely shocked. And so we ended up going to Ohio uh, early that summer um, for the exhibition. I got to see my little owl next to all these amazing pieces by signature and master scratchboard artists. And I have uh, made it into every show since then. And then just this recent recently in June, I submitted again, third time, um, for signature level status, and I actually made it. So it's been, congratulations. I know it's been quite the journey. And it's only been about four years, four, four and a half years. Um, and I and you said something about what, what keeps me interested is that there's so much that you can do with scratchboard. And the thing that really draws me in is the drama of the mm. blackboard. And um, I've worked a lot on shading and values and trying to, you know, enhance the drama, um, but also adding a little bit of color here and there or a lot sometimes depending on the piece. Um, and I love doing animals. I found that out when I started scratching them, birds in particular, but I love, doing animals in general. And then I branched out and tried other topics, which it's just, there's so much you can do. Um, you can also work with a white clay board, airbrush the background in whatever colors you want, and then start scratching your design. So that was a new dimension that uh, I learned 
couple years later. So yeah, that's pretty much where I am right now and still, still doing it. Very cool. I, I had heard of Scratchboard, but didn't know much about it before uh, meeting you. And, and I'm really <laughs> struck by just, like you say, how dramatic the images are that you're creating. Thank you. Yes, it's it's a lot of fun. And it's fun watching people's reactions, too. <laughs> it's not a well-known, it's not a well-known medium, you know, and so yeah. they'll walk up and they look stunned and they're like, wow, what is that? <laughs> so I get to explain my process. So that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty fun. Well, cool. So what inspires your art? You know, where does it come from? The, the, the muse, if you will. Um, I would say uh, Mother Nature, primarily, um, because I love doing things that are out in nature, um, and especially animals, like I mentioned. Um, and I love showing them in curious um, situations um, and positions, etc. You know, I've done several chickadees in, you know, sitting in a high heel shoe <laughs> or um, sitting on top of an old school telephone with the dial and behind an old classic uh, antique camera. Uh, I've got, um, oh, and one sitting on a skateboard with a person's foot, like they're going for a ride and the chickadees kind of hitching a ride on the back of the skateboard. Um, so that, that's my primary muse, but um, I, you know, I love trying different, different things like still lifes or um, land. I'm doing some sunset landscapey stuff now, which is kind of fun because it's so different from feathers and fur, which I mm. focused on for like four years. So, you know, there's a lot to keep me busy and inspired. I would think that it's not surprising that the scratch board lends itself to feathers and fur, just the natural texture of the scratching. Is that is that a safe assumption? Oh, yes. And I've, that's probably why that's where I started first. And, you know, because you can show a lot of depth in a 2D piece by uh, doing some scratching ink over it in your darker layer color and then scratch on top of that and then a lighter color of ink and then scratch on top of that and that gives it that almost 3d effect so it's easy to do with, with feathers and fur very cool in terms of that you know where does the art come from some artists i know um use art as a way of processing their emotions so you know if from their, if they're sad, if they're angry or whatever, that, that's an outlet. Uh, for me, my art comes from a, a place of, of peace and tranquility. If I'm not mentally in sort of that calm space, I have a hard time creating. How about you? Where does, where does that uh, art come from in sort of the emotional curves of life? Well, absolutely that. It is a mental escape because I can just focus on what I'm doing and it's a very zen activity, you know, sitting there, you know, doing this scratching, which people would find, uh, they say I have a lot of patience or, you know, whatever, but ju you just keep scratching and it's just, you know, you can let your mind float. 
but I would say probably uh, the only emotion is boredom. <laughs> I'm retired, so I got, I'm one of these people. I got to be busy doing something. Might as well be art, you know, because that's the way I am. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, if you had a chance to speak with a, a person just starting out in art, what kind of advice would you give them? Uh, uh, lots of different things. Um, I've had a lot of people say that they've always wanted to try or, you know, they wanted to start. And I always encourage them because people are fearful of starting art because they say, well, I'm not really that artistic. And I said, well, uh, neither was I. And, you know, you just have to jump in, try it, have fun with it. Don't be stressed by it. Just, you know, play around. And so many adults, even teenagers, when I taught them, were afraid to do that. They didn't understand. Just play around. I had students tell me, well, what do you want me to put on this piece of paper? (laughs) I can't tell you that. You have to decide. And uh, so, you know, I just try to tell them to create uh, what they want, what they like, play with colors, values, you know, diff- try, try different types of thing like I did until you find the medium of your choice. And then once you, once you do that, um, just lots of hours practicing and working on it. Um, I would say, don't be afraid once you get to a certain level to put yourself out there and enter shows, try to get into a gallery, all those things, which, you know, like authors that do books, you know, you toss your stuff out there and you get rejected a million times before, you know, somebody finally says yes. And you just have to set your emotions and your ego uh, aside and just throw it all out there. I've been rejected from tons of shows. And um, uh, fortunately, I w- I've been accepted in a couple different galleries. Uh, one notable gallery in this area, I, I was not accepted. So, you know, you just kind of have to guard your yourself, your heart, whatever, and not take it personally. Which I'm, you know, it's not easy to do that. I, I get that. But once you do it a number of times and you realize that decisions are in the hands of judges that you don't know and you don't know what they're looking for and your stuff may not be it. It doesn't mean that you're bad. It's just not what they're looking for. And so you really have to learn to not take it personally because eventually you're going to get a judge that likes your stuff. You know, and you may even win an award, which happened to me, which, you know, I'm still shocked by. But um, I, you know, you just keep at it. Yeah, I think that that's some sage advice, because the thing that I have to remind myself of is they're not judging and evaluating me as a person. Mm -hmm. They're evaluating my art in the context of whatever they're doing. Right. Whether right. they're doing an exhibition, doing a gallery, um, whatever, um, a contest, wh- where did that fit? Uh, and if we put so much of ourselves into our art, it's hard not to take that as a personal uh, hit. Yeah, uh, but, exactly. Um, 
Yeah. The same way that, and I try to remind myself, I walk through galleries and I look at things and they're like, okay, that just does not speak to me. Right. <laughs> exactly. And judges do the same thing. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, I think you're, I think you're spot on there. Uh, and the, the last question I like to end with is um, what artist would you recommend um, our listeners go out and check out? Uh, could be somebody you just recently discovered, could be somebody you followed for a long time. They could be alive. They could be dead. Just somebody that you think um, we should get out and, and check out their work. Well, obviously I'm going to, I want to promote Scratchboard. <laughs> because nobody knows very much about it. So I would suggest that uh, they go to the uh, scratchboardsociety.org and check out the pieces. Uh, You can go to individual websites of the master scratchboarders, um, like Ginger Garris, who's the one that's got me started. Uh, One of my mentors is in California. Uh, Her name is Linda Heath-Clark. And uh, another one who's up in Canada is named Lori Dunn. And she just won best in show at our uh, exhibition this year up in Niagara Falls. Um, There are lots of styles and lots of different subject matters. And it's really interesting to see the techniques and and what people can do with, with scratchboard. I mean, you know, people here locally that know me and they ooh and ah over my stuff. And then then I say, no way, you really need to look at these guys over here because that's a whole nother level. So uh, I would encourage them to to check them out if they want to be in awe of artistic talent, because that would do it. Well, very good. Well, again, thanks for uh, taking some time with me today. Absolutely. And sharing your uh, your thoughts on these five questions you bet uh have yourself a, a great rest of the day you too and thanks for doing this this was fun this has been another episode of the artist spotlight podcast with me chip freund today our guest was sally terrell if you're interested in seeing sally's work in person you can check out her work and the work of many other town and local artists at the Cary Gallery of Artists in downtown Cary. You can also find her work on her website, havenhillstudios.com. Thank you for joining us. This has been the Artist Spotlight with Chip Freund. Find accompanying blog posts at shipfrointphoto.com slash blog, and you may subscribe to our show on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like listening.